Welcome to the Riding the Wall podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Justin. And we're going to talk NASCAR. Last week, next week, and everything in between. You're going to hear our thoughts and opinions on all of it. No holding back, because we're not good at that. Um, And, of course, we're going to discuss our fantasy league at the end and give you our picks for CODA this week. So, let's get right into it. Let's talk about Atlanta. It, it was fast. It was fast. I actually, I hate saying this, but I think it was a boring race. Yeah. It was just extremely boring. It it, it kind of backed up the old nap car. Uh, it used to be called what, like Kyle Busch referred to it after the race this week. Uh, it used to be a real racetrack. You know, yeah. and that's Kyle Busch. the more Bush, exciting ones on the schedule. Right. It is one of the more exciting ones now, you know. Well, even before it was, but it was a it was a racers track. Yes. Before. Mm-hmm. Now it's who's the luckiest racer on the track? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a slow, methodical uh, chess game, and which how to say this? Um, it it didn't translate well to TV, at least. Not for most of the race, you know, and right. in my opinion. Of course, that's my opinion. It's not always the best, but still my opinion. But I'm going to talk about Corey freaking LaJoy. Hey, congratulations on yeah. that. I, I knew going in picking <laughs> Corey LaJoy that it was going to be, I'm either going to look like a genius or I'm going to look like a total idiot, you know, because... It's it's Corey LaJoy. You never know what he's going to do. He he could run but, really well, or he could bounce off the wall. But that's his style of racing. So I mean, you you picked a hell of a good time to. I did make I that did. choice. I usually don't find the diamonds in the rough there. I usually <laughs> I usually find the guys that hit the wall on lap three. But well, that was Bubba this week. That know. was Bubba this week. He <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have too good of a race, did he? And Jones, you picked Jones last week. Yep, which. You know, throughout the race, I'm always kind of keeping a track on who everybody's picked and, and my guy and your guy and Scotty's guy, stuff like that, and see where we're at. And all day, throughout the whole race, I couldn't find Jones on that little top 20 board over there to the left of the screen. But then when the race was over, he pops up his eighth place, and I was like, what in the world? How did that even happen? Yeah, he. there was a couple times, you know, he was right there in 20th. And with that style of racing, you know, and that leaderboard moving there on the left side of the screen, there's a couple times he'd stick his nose into 17, but it'd go real quick right back to 19 or 20, 21, you know, and I was like, God dang it, you know, Uh but yeah, he he pulled through for me. Yeah, I had to, I had to rewind it right after I seen that. I had to rewind that just to see how he did that. And that was impressive. I think he probably should have started that move with two to go. He may have uh, finished a lot better than eighth, right? Uh, but who knows? He he did a pretty good job. Yeah, that's for sure. That definitely surprised he me. He got a good, you know, he got a he got his team a pretty good payday there. Yeah, he did. So I think I wrote it down too. He was, um, I think he was twentieth when the white flag waved. Fourteenth going into turn three on the white flag lap. Fourteenth. And finished eighth. Yep. He had some horsepower. I was like, holy crap. And those cars just... That's what Chevys do. Divided for That's what know? Chevys do. They got the 
They got the HP. Yeah, he failed the he failed the post race inspection from all the rust that rattled off on that last lap. <laughs> <laughs> they had to give, give him a mandatory tetanus shot when he climbed out. <laughs> That's another thing Mercedes are good for. <laughs> But uh, let's see, what else happened at Atlanta? Oh, what about Josh Williams? Let's talk about that for a minute. Xfinity race. Mm -hmm. The Xfinity race. He parked his car at the start-finish line. I don't blame him one bit. I I loved it. You know, it was completely out of his hands, out of his crew hands. They did what Mm -hmm. they had to do to get that car back out there. They did everything 100% legal, Mm -hmm. you know, with Bear Bond. Mm -hmm. You know, it was cold weather. Don't stick, you know. And then they're going to disqualify him for, like, he intentionally did it. You know right. what I mean? And, you know, I'm right there with him. You know, they should have handled that some other way. But yeah, I, I, I like the statement he made. Well, here's your car, boys. Come get it. Yep. You know? Here. You want me to park it? There it is. I'll see you in the garage. Yep. I'm all for it. I am a, I'm a Josh Williams fan now. So, so I'm going to be looking for some Josh Williams T-shirts and maybe some... Corey freaking LaJoy t-shirts you know yeah. so I think LaJoy needs to bring back the mullet though match Williams's hair I don't know I think <laughs> William, Williams the look Williams, on your face when I said Williams that. rocks it pretty good but you know nobody nobody had a better mullet in NASCAR than Tim Richmond back in the 80s that's you know true I mean? that's he, true he had a good one he I mean look at how much tail the guy got you know I mean every, he got he got his fair share that's for sure and it, it came to light it, too it, did. <laughs> it came back to bite him a little bit but <clears throat> but yeah Tim Richmond he had the mullet boy but you know back then you know we all had them and back, it, wasn't, yeah, we, it wasn't even called a mullet it's just called a haircut yeah you just know? a haircut typical right. normal Normal the, stuff back the, there. Scott calls it the Wooster Waterfall. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's what we <laughs> I had. I see that. You know. <laughs> I had one. I, I rocked it for quite a while. Um, so I need to see LaJoy bring back that mullet. I think that's what's going to get him some wins. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I like LaJoy. I, I even enjoy his podcast. You know, he, he, yeah. has, he has some pretty good uh, episodes on there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's an interesting driver to listen to and he's he's always got kind of a an obscure opinion you know yeah he he don't he don't go with the flow he gives his honest opinion and uh i like listening to that yeah i like following that right i (laughs) I like i like listening to them guys that are on the inside and they give you their actual opinion even if it's not the popular opinion or the opinion of the of the sanctioning body they're still going to shoot it to you straight, and that's what I like. Well, and I don't think you'll... <coughs> if there's anybody at NASCAR like that, as far as drivers go, you know, I don't think they would ever publicly voice it. You know what I mean? Because right. nobody wants to hear that. You know, nobody wants a yes man. Yeah. You know, we it's want not people, interesting. Right. We want people that advocate advocates of the sport and the drivers and the teams and the owners and we want the truth yeah we, we want them guys you know they're going to call a duck a duck whether it's it's the popular opinion or not whether it's that's what nascar wants them to say or not it's, some people may not know this but kyle bush was really good at that just saying what he thinks <laughs> i've heard that i have heard that <laughs> he don't hold back much at all does he no um and 
you know, I was watching one of the interviews that he did this week, um, which was something else that we were going to talk about, and we'll go ahead and do that, is it's like he said with the driver etiquette is gone now. And a lot of people don't know what that means if you haven't followed the sport for a long time or you're new to NASCAR. Driver etiquette, <clears throat> you know, of course you've got, well, it used to be 42 vultures out there on the track. Now it's like, what, 38 yep. is a full field. So you've got 38 of the best guys in the world that know they're the best guys in the world and they think the track belongs to them. But there's still a code of conduct, I guess you would say, on the track. And that it doesn't mean you have to scoot over for Kyle Busch just because Kyle Busch is coming. You just need to race him clean. Yeah, you, you, know? can, you can make it hard on him. You yeah. know, Ryan Newman, everybody <clears throat> on that racetrack for the last 15 years had said Ryan Newman was the hardest man in NASCAR to pass. Rocket Man Ryan. Yep. You know, he's even Matt Kenseth, he was one of them that stated that. Mm-hmm. That you just can't get around Ryan Newman. Yeah. He'll make you work for it. He'll now, make that car 15 feet wide. Right. And that's what he said. That's exactly <laughs> what Matt Kenseth said. He said, You see Ryan when you're coming up on him sometimes, and all of a sudden you're right on his tail, and he made that car four cars wide mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. You know, you just can't pass him. He said, He's going to make you earn it, but he'll never dump you when you pass him. Yeah. And that's that's the etiquette. Right. You know, you, you make them work it, make them work for it. You don't have to give them anything, but you don't have to give them a door every time they pass you, you know. And that's that's the etiquette that um, Kyle Busch was talking about. You know, you race them hard, but you still race them clean. You give them the respect on the track. Now, if you're competing for a position <clears throat> and it's the last lap, hey, all things out the window. But you're midway through the race. You've got... If it's into stage one, yeah. into stage two. Yeah, you're not going to win the race right there. You're going for a couple of stage points, and that's understandable, but you're still not going to just totally dump the guy into the infield. Right. And it's like he's saying, that's pretty much gone. Guys are just basically beating a tar out of each other for no reason on lap three. No points, no yeah, money. no points. I mean, you're just tearing up a car that costs a ridiculous amount of money for no reason. And he's saying that that's gone, and, and I agree with that. And... Also in that interview, he said there needs to be consequences for um, a driver that causes a yellow flag. And I kind of agree with that. Um, If you cause a yellow flag, especially like this past weekend at Atlanta, the truck race was full of cautions. The Xfinity race was full of cautions, which is what led to Williams getting his penalty because NASCAR was just so tired of all these cautions that they just told him to park it. We're not going to deal with you, just park it. you know. And that's not how it should be. So they, you know, they're getting tired of the cautions. Well, what if there is a penalty for causing a caution? That's going to create some more of this respect level when it comes to passing other drivers. Um, the passing is so hard to do right now anyway on most tracks that a lot of these guys have to, or they feel they have to, just dump a guy in order to get around him. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it should be. Um, and then that just ends up leading to things like a a Hamlin-Chastain type of feud that just keeps seemingly going forever. Um... 
but and I agree with what Bush was saying that maybe we should send them to the tail if you cause a yellow flag that's going to make sure that if 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 they made that contact with somebody it's going to be accidental I can pretty much guarantee you that because they don't want to go to the back because now they got to pass 20 guys instead of just that one they were trying to pass you know what I mean what do you think about that? Because before you get going, there is, and that's what we do on a lot of short tracks, a lot of Saturday night local tracks anyway. If you cause, I know that's that's what they do at Brownstown, or at least when I was racing there. I'm sure they're still doing it, but you cause a caution flag, you're going to the back. That's going to force you <clears throat> to drive cleaner, you know? Um, well, and... And you're not just out there just demo derbying everybody to get to the front. Right. Now, I do I do think some good could come out of that, a, a, a situation like you're talking about. Because, I mean, why do, why do NASCAR fans go there? They go there to see the best drivers race. And I don't mean, when I say race, I don't mean cars going around a track. I mean, same level experienced drivers. Going at it, making that equal car do things that other drivers can't. You know, I'm talking about being the wheel man. Yeah. You know, you got 38 drivers out there with pretty much the same equipment. Yeah. 100%. Yep. So I want to, when I say I want to see these guys race, I don't mean I want to sit there and watch these cars go around in circles for four hours. I want to see these drivers up front, the ones that are doing it right. I want to see them going at it. You know, I want to see their maneuvers. Yeah. I want to see their strategy with the pits and their the rest of their teams. I mm-hmm. want to, I want to see, and that's what I mean when I say race. Yeah. You know. Um, and you can still do that. You can still rough somebody up. Right. You can still give them a door. You can still push them. You right. Can still... But if you got that guy out there that's causing a caution or causing five cautions move him to the back so me as a fan can see the guys race right you know what i mean that's that's what i want to see put him in the back you know i want to see the guys with the skill showcase their skill right yeah exactly so i I, i'm kind of for that it's going to create these do you put them a lap down or you just put them on the tail no you just put them on the tail and, and a lot of times, with a lot of these tracks and the speeds that they're going in NASCAR, it's a little bit of a different scenario just because if you're involved in the caution, your your car may not be able to continue anyway, you know. So, <coughs> excuse me, but that may not be, that may not even come into play in some of these tracks. But you get to a track like Bristol or Martinsville, there's a lot of beating and banging going on there. Yeah. And it takes a good wheel man to keep your car straight when somebody's just beating the brakes off your back bumper um so yeah, that you're on a 33 degree bank yeah it's hard to keep that car yeah you know off other cars yeah but uh but it takes out the scenario of of uh you know the guy that just wants to be a demo driver out there just barreling his way to the front not throwing caution to the wind on everybody and and not even taking into account the hours that these teams put into these cars and the money that these owners put into these cars and all that kind of stuff like that. So I I would love to see 
the respect level come back. Um, I don't. I don't think. I, I I like what you're saying, and I agree with you on on you cause a caution, you go to the back. That wouldn't bother me to see that a bit, but I don't. It's going to take. It's going to take those drivers getting together and saying, "Hey, fellas, this is the way it's going to be out there on the track, or else we're bringing back. We're going back to the '80s. We're." We're going to beat your ass in the garage when we're done. It won't just yes. be the guy you hit. It's going to be all of us. <clears throat> yes. You and that's, I mean? that's how that respect was dealt with right. back in the day. Right. Because, you know, a lot of these kids, I'll call them, that mm -hmm. are driving today. Yeah. You know, and I mean people, you know, Chase Elliott, you know, he, I, I consider him a kid, but he's yeah, one of the too. older new ones. Yeah. You know? he's, he's a veteran at this point. Right. You yeah. know, but he was, because of who his dad was, he was raised around these guys, mm -hmm. you know. But there's guys that wasn't, you know, like right. William Byron, Alex Bowman, Ty Ross Gibbs, Chastain. Ross Chastain, mm -hmm. Bubba Wallace. You know, there was guys that wasn't raised in that culture. Right. So, you know, it's a, there has to be consequences. And those drivers have to understand, you know, that this is how it's going to be. Because we want, you know, if, if we look, let's look. 20 years ahead when the Byrons and the Bowmans and the, and I'm not saying these guys' names because they're the ones out there doing it. I'm just using them as examples as the younger generation. Right. You know, when these guys are in their 40s, mm -hmm. what's the drivers, the new 20-year-olds going to be doing out there if if that's the way racing is when they're 40? Right. You if know, that respect it's going to go downhill quick. Taught. Yes. Yeah, because like I said, it's going to be, a, it's just going to be a demo derby. And NASCAR, you know, if I'm, if I'm head honcho of NASCAR, hey boys, once you get in the garage, what you guys do is your business. Yeah. It ain't going to happen on the track. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're going to, you guys do what you want, you know, mm -hmm. as long as nobody's. You sound like Big John on Days of Thunder. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> you want to make yourself a grease spot on a racetrack, do it somewhere else, not on mine. Right. And, and I kind of think, and because of the way. <clears throat> the respect level was taught back in the day the drivers the older guys taught these younger guys how to race how to race respectful and there was consequences there was yes and they taught them those consequences usually the hard way they give them a verbal warning first and then the second time it was you're just getting chucked into the wall every time you know it's like um like Dale Earnhardt, for example, of course, he's got the reputation of being one of the the, the roughest guys on the track. Um, he would teach these lessons. You know, somebody gets into him that he felt wasn't, because it was a new guy, just got in his way, maybe hindered his race somehow. He'd get, after the race, he'd go in the garage and tell him, hey, you did this, that was wrong, don't do it again. Well, if that same guy did it again later down the road, He's going in the wall, and Earnhardt would make sure he knew that he put him in the wall, and then after the race, he said, every time you get around me, I'm going to put you in the wall until you learn. Well, that's going to hurt the owner's pocketbook after a while, and then the owner is going to be on that driver saying, hey, you messed up. This is how you messed up. So that way it's not just the drivers. It's also the owner of that other car because he has to put all that money into it, and he's also teaching that respect. Right, right. but you also, you also had to worry about back 
back before NASCAR sanctioned all this stuff, you had to worry about any of the any of the veteran drivers snatching your ass up. Yeah, you know, in the garage. No, maybe they yeah. don't. Maybe they won't dump you every time you go around them. Mm-hmm. But I can I can promise you, when you get choke slammed in that garage after the race, you ain't gonna go out there and do it again next week. That's right. You're you gonna know? learn a lesson one way or the other. <laughs> I mean, but there there wasn't that wasn't talked about. You know, that was this is all. You know, when there wasn't cell phone cameras and social media everywhere. You know, now right now it's. I mean, you can't fart back there without somebody blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna know about it. It's. And, I even and, heard a story one time. This guy, he found one of them, uh, like them garage garage doors. They have a rope on them. It's got a loop in it. Yeah. I even heard about a driver raising hell about that one time, saying it was. Some, I believe I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hell, you can't. I mean, you, I mean, your your rope can't fall off your garage door anymore without people making a stink about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a common garage door fixture too. Yeah, Not just all, in the NASCAR garage, but yeah. you know, a lot of people just have one in their regular garage it was like that same rope was on 52 other doors but yeah for some reason they thought it was something else it it only mattered on the one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that a different time though yeah it might could be a different story for another day (coughs) so so going back to this whole josh williams thing he's suspended for one race you agree with that nope well I mean that's a double-edged sword. Right. As as a as a man, as a race fan, no, I don't agree with that. Cause, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've said it probably on every episode we've done so far. You know, these drivers, this ain't just something they seen in a, a job advertisement in the newspaper and thought, well, hey, I'll go try to be a race car driver. This is yeah. something these guys have wanted to do since they were young, so they've got that passion instilled mm-hmm. in them. And when you take a guy out of his position, out of his job over something like that yeah of course expect some kind of feedback that you're probably not going to like yep you know you expect that middle finger to come up because this ain't just a your average joe job you know yeah this is how passionate these guys are making their living doing this and not only that they're not fighting for a paycheck to get by week to week but they are they've got sponsors on that car it's like william said you know we've got sponsors that we need to make happy and for them to take me off the track for that, you know, and and I didn't watch the Xfinity race. I didn't watch the truck race. I think Bear Bond on a sponsor. That's what I was getting at. I said <laughs> I would love to see Bear Bond be his sponsor from now on. We need to make that happen. That needs to, I don't know, do one of them hashtags or whatever they call it, you know. Um, but we need to make Bear Bond the Josh Williams sponsor well, from I here mean, out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they would, you know, if they could come out with some kind of, maybe they ought to create some kind of bear bond that works in cooler weather yeah you know damp weather something you know they are the specialties of it right you know so maybe come up with something different Mm -hmm. you know where you can work in any temperature and become his sponsor yeah that work around that'd be all around for everybody yeah i I think that'd be awesome bear bond josh williams sponsor 92 chevrolet whatever yeah I would love to see it. Yeah, I mean I that mean, would right, that right there would, would say a lot. To, it, it would it would say a lot to NASCAR. You yeah. know, it would say you know we sponsor him because we got faith in him, and he's out there doing <coughs> and making us proud. You yeah. know, yeah, we're sorry it didn't work. Right. You know, but, I mean, it's not going to work in all temperatures. Just happened to be that that day, 
Right. It just didn't work out. But hey, we're gonna make it up to him. I mean, imagine if Flex Seal or Flex Tape would have been his sponsor. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> you spray it, spray it on, seal it up, you know? I mean. Yeah, and, and I think in that in that situation, I mean, the, the race was already marred with caution after caution after caution. Um, so why couldn't NASCAR have said, hey, you need to take it in and make more repairs? I mean, I don't, I don't see the problem with that. Why, why didn't they not give him that option, rather than just park it? Now, you know, I seen the car after they made their repairs. He's going around the track. He, he did have some bare bond flapping, and it's not supposed to be flapping, but. Well, uh, I mean, but there's also, you know, there's also things they could do of saying, <clears throat> hey, go put it in your bay. Get your heaters going. Put the bare bond on there. We'll give it five minutes to sit. And get back on the track. Yeah. Let it adjust to the temperature. Extend the cautions maybe two laps. Give him an opportunity. Or or don't even do that. Just don't exercise the the DVP rule on him. And let him come out and make his laps. You know, I mean, he's yeah, he can come out 20 laps down, but he's still out there doing his job. He's still racing, yeah. He still has the opportunity to finish the race. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. What did you think about pit road? I know that was a big, a big to do before the race started. What was your take on that? Anything? You're talking about during the race or the yeah. pre-race? <laughs> pre-race, pre-race. You know, it was pretty interesting. I like seeing them guys laugh and cut up and everything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, no, just the just the and, fact that it was it started in turn three now, right? And it's just you make a green flag pit stop and you're two laps down well i mean and that was that was one of my that was one of my things going into um atlanta modifying that track a couple years ago like they did was you know when you got these 185 200 mile an hour racetracks you you know daytona talladega Mm -hmm. even some might say the now former auto pub you know but you had such a great length of time before you got into the pits you know what i'm saying you you it was a manageable pit road right that was one of my big concerns slash questions of how's this going to work on a 190 mile an hour short track you know what i'm saying because you don't have that you don't have that time to downshift to get your car you're, you're going to be working a lot harder to get your car to pit road speeds right coming off the track you know and you're, you're, you're going to be fighting a you're going to be fighting a turn mm-hmm. on top of it so you know to me it was it's a more dangerous pit road just because you are fighting that last turn trying to downshift get your speeds down on top of a curve and you're talking before the fix right it was it was much more dangerous i got you no, I'm talking about Atlanta now. Oh. Yeah. You know. You mean going around there at 45 miles an hour around turns three and four. Right. When you, you get... come off the track. <coughs> yes. You know, you got you got a short window to get your car down. Yeah. To pit road speed mm-hmm. as opposed to Talladega where you, you come off turn four 
and you can go ahead and get over to the left to start downshifting, and you're not going to slide and burn out on bad tires right. before you get in, into actual pit road. Yeah. I just, I was watching, and I would think, my gosh, this is just, to watch it, it was brutally slow. And, of course, you're watching these guys around them doing 190 miles an hour, and then you see a car 45 miles an hour. It's total night and day difference, but... I couldn't imagine what it was like to be one of them guys inside those cars because that's got to be torture <laughs> right. for that long of a pit road. But, I mean... It, you have it, to have that lease. Yeah. You I know? mean, it worked out. It worked out, and I, I didn't know... That was one of the things I was watching during the race just to see how the drivers were going to handle that, being that it was new, you know, just you have, another change. Yeah, it's a no-win situation because you have to have that lease to get your car down to speed. But then you've also, because it's a smaller track, you've got to have it on turn three and four. Yeah. You don't have that long straightaway. Right. For Well, for me, I don't know. For me, it was, you know, you almost have to be slowing down just as soon as you come out of turn two. You got to start slowing down because you have to be at 45 miles per hour right there at the end of the back stretch as you're hitting once you've committed to pit road you've hit that commitment zone you have to be at 45 so when these guys are usually you know all the way to the floor now they're not now they're slowing down they're getting out of the way so just during the back stretch they're slowing down then they're hitting 45 by the time they get to the end of the back stretch 45 all the way around turns turns three and four through the pits make your pit stop then once you get out of your pit stop 45 again it's just so well, that's where that's to me that's <coughs> where more of the issue lies is green flag pit stops on a fast track like that mm -hmm. on a smaller fast track like that whereas talladega you can you can pull a green flag pit stop and we see it every year you know the manufacturers they go in pit together because they have to you know so they can come out together so my thing is, is if you're green lap green lap pit stopping at atlanta you really i mean you damn near can't get out in time to keep your lap you know what i'm saying right like at talladega daytona you can your crew can bust their hump and get you back out there in a pretty decent spot Mm -hmm. Atlanta, you can't. You're not. You're not going to. So, you know that just tells me that cautions are going to have to come into a team strategy there. You know. True. That's and true. And there's been teams known for causing cautions to make stuff like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but these guys are going out there with a job. Yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong for it. No. But no, they're not wrong for it. <clears throat> And while we're while we're talking about pit road, I I thought it was kind of funny when Ross Chastain started to take the grass to pass people coming out of pit road. I don't know how he didn't get a speeding penalty for that because you're passing people on pit road, and these people have got to be doing the, the the pit road speed limit like Kyle Larson was. He pulled up next to Kyle Larson, and there was nobody around him, but Larson went even further towards the grass just to make sure that Ross Chastain stayed out in the grass. I just, 
it was no harm, no foul. It was just I just thought that was funny that <laughs> instead of instead of giving him that that etiquette that we talked about and letting yeah. him back on pit well, road, I mean, but, he just hung him out there because I mean Ross did that to himself. So right, right. I mean stick him out there. <laughs> what you do every week is going to reflect how you're treated every week. You That's know what I mean? true. That's true. That's why they the respect that you give is what you're also given. Yeah. And uh, I think some of these drivers are seeing that. I think maybe Kyle was just trying to cool his tires a little bit. He could have been. You he know, letting been. Ross cool his tires a little bit yeah. out there. You know, I, mean, I think you know, he was doing something good for him. He was. He was trying to help him out. Right. Trying to be a pal. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving on to Coda. What, uh, <clears throat> and we're recording this on Wednesday. So what what are your early thoughts on on Coda? Anything anything stand out? Yeah, I, I mean I just Coda to me. Anybody that's listened to our first three episodes knows I'm not a huge fan of road course racing, but Coda is one of my favorite ones to watch out of the road courses. It is kind of a fun one. So <laughs> I expect a a good old barn burner this yeah. weekend. I think there's going to be some action, you know, and and I'm not talking about necessarily wrecks and shit like that but you know I, I, i'm a fan of beating and banging you mm-hmm. know i mean what have you and i said since we was 12 years old yeah, rubbin's racing. racing yeah right and uh rub, rubbin's meant for uh two things is <laughs> i'm a little Don, nervous uh, where you going <laughs> well i mean i didn't know this but donovan uh, there he told me he told me that uh rubbin's meant for two things and that's racing and cousins oh you know? yeah so, yeah well Little D, I'm sure he's got that experience there. Uh, it's just another it one. It's out in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, it's just another one in Kentucky. Jazz Donovan didn't really tell me that, but so uh, no. But I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun race to watch. I think there's going to be some. Uh, I think some. I think them drivers are going to all of a sudden remember a lot of things. Yeah. At the start of this race, you know, because, you know. Last year at that race, I mean, there there was quite a bit of action, you know. And yeah. Chad and I were pretty big on watching that race because, you know, I had Ross Chastain in and, our fantasy league, and, and he had I A.J. Allmendinger. Had the Allmendinger. And those two were getting at it there towards the end. Mm-hmm. It, it turned out in my favor. It did. But, I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> still pissed off about that. But, but Coda is one of my favorite of the road course races to watch. Yeah. But Yeah. I would put it in that same category for me also. I'm not big on the road courses, um, but I do I do enjoy Coda. Yeah. So. Um, now, this year they are doing away with the stage racing. They're still going to award stage points, but there's just going to be no caution. There's not a mandatory caution. Yeah, so you will know when stage one ends, and they'll be awarded the points how they crossed the line on that lap. But there won't be no caution, which I think is going to string everybody out. It's not gonna. It's not gonna give the opportunity to stop and re-rack, which in turn is going to lead to less accidents, less bumping people off off the track. You know that that first turn there at Coda is what they go seven wide, which is just absolutely crazy. But you know. The less times you have to re-rack these guys, the less opportunity for that. So I think these drivers are going to get a little bit more strung out. You're going to start seeing, <clears throat> which... 
I think you're going to see more green flag racing, obviously, yes. because now they don't have the mandatory cautions where they're all going to take tires. Right. So now they're going to have to do it on green flag stops, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. You know, because now we got strategy back. I love a good green flag pit stop. Right. Let's see what you're made of. Right. Not just a driver, but Because them the tires, team. when you're going right and left, mm-hmm. them tires wear out a lot faster. Oh, yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how that works. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, uh, and that's going to play into the, to the favor of some of these uh, road course guys, which is to be expected. Um, but I think it's going to also highlight some of these guys that aren't looked at as road course guys, like the Ross Chastains, even though he's won a couple of road courses. Uh, Tyler Reddick, Chris Bell, some of those guys that aren't really known for road course racing, but they still do very, very well at it. And I think those guys are still going to finish the race in front of some of these road course ringers that are coming in, you know, the uh, Jensen Buttons and the F1 champions that are coming in for this this race. I don't think those guys, I mean, they're going to be factors, but I don't think they're going to be, you know, top five, stuff like that. Right. So. They're going to make traffic behind them work to pass them. Oh, that's yeah. That's what they're going to do. It's going to be they're, terrible to pass one of them right. guys. That's what they're, that's, I think that's their their specialty out there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're going out there with the mindset to win the race, you know, because any respectable driver, that's what they're doing. Right. No matter what team you're on, you're going out there to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even Timmy Hill believes that, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. he's going to go out there and win, you know. Yeah. But, but, hey, it can happen any to anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I think those drivers that come over to NASCAR for especially races like this, that's, that's where you're going to see the most. I think that's where you're going to see their experience shine. I don't think it's going to be. You're going to see these guys up there in the top five anytime during the race unless yeah, something's going on. Unless we're on. going through, you know, cycling through green flag right. pit stops. But. but I think that's where they're going to they're going to show NASCAR drivers, this is what I'm good at because yeah. you ain't getting around me. Yeah. You know. And some of these guys are going to learn a lot from that. Yeah. You know, um, which, you know, at COTA we're also looking at the new arrow package yep. that they're using, the shorter shorter uh spoiler spoiler <clears throat> which i think is only going to highlight a true wheel man you know a smaller spoiler means less downforce on the the rear tires which affects grip it affects handling um <clears throat> so you don't need these... grip and handling on a road course i don't know if well i told you that but uh, well. You really don't. I mean, you don't even need brakes. No, if you if you do it right, you don't need brakes. That's true. <laughs> but like when these guys are coming out of these turns, you know these. Uh, when you've got more more air pushing down on that trunk of that car, it's a lot easier to mash that gas and hold that car straight. Whereas if you have less air pushing down on that trunk, and you go to mash that gas like you're used to, you're going around. That car is going to get squirrely, yeah. and you're going to lose time. And that guy that's chewing on your back bumper, he's going around you now. Well, so he, I he think he might even help you a little bit. He might even help you a little bit. Yeah, it's very possible. So I think uh, this new aero package on the road courses is going to help 
identify some of these true wheel man, um, if that makes sense. So that'll be interesting to see. <clears throat> um, but who's your favorite? I'm not talking about fantasy league. Let's leave fantasy talk out of this okay. conversation. You okay. know, because I mean, there's strategy that goes into our fantasy leagues. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but and when it comes was... when it comes down to the race, who get me your uh, give me your top three? Who you think at Coda? Yeah, who 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 you think is going to be up there? First, second, third. We didn't, and we didn't discuss this before we got on the podcast no, either. No, I'm this throwing is, this at him live. Yeah, so, so there's going to be at Coda. If we're if we're narrowing this down strictly to Coda track, I've I've got to go with the Dinger. I mean, he's just won so many times there in in other forms. Right, not outside outside of NASCAR. outside of right. of the Cup series. You know, I mean, he's like what three or four straight in the xfinity series and i i think he's going to win it again this weekend in the xfinity series um i would have to say the dinger at coda just based off what i've seen from him last year in the cup series <sighs> boy after you get past that i don't know um i, I, I think kyle bush is a very good road course racer he don't get the accolades of that but i think he's he's pretty good um he's impressed me at quite a few road courses and he's he's always right there he's consistent he is consistent at coda um well at uh, road courses, at road courses yeah. i shouldn't say at coda because i don't i don't really know the results off the top of my head but um let's see another driver now i guess you got to go chase elliott because he's He's kind of known as the road course ringer. Well, he won't be there this weekend. Well, that's but. true. He won't be there this weekend. But if I have to think of my top well, three some of on a guys, normal... Some of them guys, he can still go out there and be with a broken leg. That boy's good at road courses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, If I had to go, like, not just this weekend scenario, but just on a normal, everybody's healthy week, that that would probably be my top three is Almondinger, Kyle Busch, and... Chase Elliott, not necessarily in that order, right? But uh, those would be my top three. And see, I, I'm right there with you on on the dinger. You know, you can't count that guy out at any road course. No, you know, they're just hands down. That's his. That's that's his lane, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think Danny Hamlin. You know, not a huge fan of the guy. That's no secret. But he, man, he just there's something about him on a road course. He does. You know, he, I think he does pretty damn good on the courses. He and he he never surprises me to be up there. It seems like in the top five at the end of every road course race. Yeah. So I mean that might come with being in the league fifteen years. You know, I mean right. he's learned. Right. You know, but uh, <clears throat> he he seems to know how to handle them cars on those tracks pretty well. Um, I think. That's probably the three I would go with would be Dinger, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick. Reddick, he's he's impressed me a lot he, on these road courses. Yes, you know, just in what four seasons, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the big series. Yeah, I think two uh, of his wins last year were road courses. Right. right. He's 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 really impressed me for being as young as he is. You know, he's a little bit younger, Chase Elliott. Yeah. You know, and and he's he's always a contender in these things. That's yeah. probably the three I'd go with. Chastain, he's pulled a few wins out, you know, but it's almost like 
he <laughs> he gets up there just from roughhousing his way in, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, give it to me or I'll take it, you know. Right, yeah. I, I really hope, I'm just going to throw this out there just because I'm still upset about last year's Coda finish. If if things happen again the same way they do, I really hope that the dinger can get him back. I, he needs to even the score, as far as I'm concerned. That's just my opinion, you know. It wouldn't, and bother, the dinger, me. It wouldn't bother me to see that. And and you know, Alma Dinger is a good friend of the show, and right. and I just next time I talk to him, if I get a chance to talk to him before Coda, I'm going to tell him, hey, if that number one car gets around, you dump him in the gravel. You you have to. It, it's you know you gotta you gotta. Well, put your I mean, balls on the hell. Put him in the, the dirt. dashboard. Put him in the grass. Throw him, yeah. throw him through yeah. the wall. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You just got to even the score somehow. Right. That's all I'm concerned about. Don't even take, if you're don't fighting, take that stuff. Right. Even if you're fighting for 23rd place, I don't right. care. Right. Yeah, <laughs> don't put a smile on my face. Yeah. Don't take that. You deserve better. Yeah. Than that. Exactly. They, they make shelters for drivers like you. On exactly. The That's if, right. If you let him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your manhood out there sometimes. <clears throat> Other than that, I don't really know of anything that uh, the spotlight for Coda. Um, Let me ask you this: you know, What's your thoughts? You know, used to if you had just like on circle track racing. Yeah. This is this is a little off topic, and it just popped in my head as something we could subject on. No, that's but, what we like. Um, you know, if you go to any normal circle track race and it piss pours rain mm-hmm. they postpone the race if they can't fit it in well these road courses you know you what they'll do is as long as it's not flooding and shit you know you can they'll put the wipers on them and put the rain tires on them and let them run what do you feel about yeah. that i'm okay with that for the road courses <clears throat> um you know, every other series in the world does that. So, you know, NASCAR is supposed to be the best drivers in the world that have fenders. So, um, I'm okay with that. Let's see what they can do in the rain. Like like we said last week, they're, NASCAR guys are the best, should be the best on dirt, oval, road courses, whatever you throw at them, they should be right there towards the front at, at any level. Um so racing in the rain i'm good with that now if you want to if you want to race in the rain at at uh i don't think it should happen let's say vegas or you know yeah i don't think it should happen there like bristol no we're not racing on the rain there anything other than a road course i do not think it should happen right period i I agree with that because then you're taking driver safety yes so for a road course though i'm 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 all for it yeah i think that wiper on the front of the car looks a little bit weird but Hey, got to do what you got to do. Headlights. I don't. I still don't know what I think about the headlights. Um, I mean, to me, to me, I don't give two shits about headlights, but brake lights are a good thing. You know. Yeah. In the rain. In the rain. It's just for me. (laughs) When I think of a race car, I don't think of lights. You know, the only lights a race car should have in my opinion is what's lighting up the dashboard that's it you know no tail lights no headlights right but when you throw rain in the mix tail lights go tail lights yes especially headlights no because you're not going towards them you know what i'm saying yeah was it last year at coda where it started raining or was that two years ago 
It was a couple years ago. When they just, they, who was it? Somebody, Cole Custer or Martin Truex? I think I think Custer was wrecked, wrecking there towards the end of the big long straightaway, and then Martin Truex just barreled right into him. I mean, it looked horrible. And so, yeah, after that, and the reason I was, I don't say that I don't say that helpful. so much is to give them a warning that hey, I'm slowing down. I think it's the re- the reason I'm saying it is because when you add water to the track, you're going to slide when you slam your brakes off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? So you need to stop a little sooner. Yeah, going that fast. <clears throat> yeah, you need I, a little bit more heads up. Yeah, I can see that. And for for the rain purposes, I'm, I'm I guess I'm okay with the tail lights. I don't think the headlights matter. I just, yeah, I don't think the headlights matter. If you're coming towards my headlights, you're on the There's wrong a problem. way, baby. <laughs> Somebody's got a problem. <laughs> you sound like Siri over there. Turn. Yeah. yeah. Recalculating. I have something written down here that I was going to ask you probably a few shows ago, and I've never really got the chance, but we're going to do it now, just because. It's, it's off topic. What is... Since you and it reminded me, just because you asked me the top, my top three at Coda. What is your Mount Rushmore of NASCAR drivers? I swear drivers? to God, because that was one of my, that was going to be a topic of mine down down the road, in between some I've, of the less less exciting races. Right, was going to be my Mount Rushmore, and I've I've pondered this many many times, whether I'm sitting on my front porch drinking beer, or sitting on my back porch drinking moonshine, or right. Sitting in my living room drinking both. Yeah. But (laughs) it's a... The questions of life, you know. Here's what I'm going to say to my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Dale Earnhardt. Mm -hmm. Richard Petty. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm not a huge Richard Petty guy. But the contributions and the, uh... The fan base, the keeping the sport alive, I think, is why I pull Richard Petty into this. You know, that guy's, you know, he's 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 the king, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's the king for a reason. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, it's hard to look away from that because, I mean, hell, what is he like? He's probably he's pushing 80. Every bit of Maybe it, more you know? than that. I'm, I'm right. Sure. And he's still engaged. Yes. You still see him at the track. You still, mm-hmm. he, he's still making decisions within his race team, mm-hmm. you know. And he he just he's not. It's not for the money, you know. The guy's, the guy, has to have NASCAR in his life. If yeah. you told him he couldn't come back to the track, he'd probably he'd probably he, die in four days. Yeah, he'd wither away. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to say, Dale, Senior, Richard. Now, I'm gonna, while you're thinking about these next two, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that those two are on my Mount Rushmore for the same reasons. Right. They, I mean, you can't. And with Richard, I mean, Dale Earnhardt's an obvious. <clears throat> Richard Petty, with the time that he was racing, and, you know, times have changed, obviously. We're in a different time than he was and when he was racing. But when he was racing, it was basically, it was almost a run what you brung. Right. And hope you brung enough. And he was bringing enough every week. So, it's... It, He's won 200 races. Nobody's right. even come close at the Cup Series level. Right. So that says but, a lot. And, I'll, and I'll, I'm going to tell you guys something, everybody that's listening and you, Chad, mm-hmm. you know, that 
there's only one other seven-time champion, mm-hmm. and he's not on my Mount Rushmore. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and put that, that out there. So, I mean, I'm sure people are sitting there going, go ahead and say it, Justin, you know, you damn hillbilly, go ahead mm-hmm. and put it out there. No, it's it's not. He's not on mine. Well, he's not on mine either. So <clears throat> I'm going to say Dale Sr., Richard Petty. My next one is a younger feller, and – and I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on there because I was such a huge fan of him, and he 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 made he made a difference in my life, and his family name was a huge part of NASCAR. And that's Davy Allison. He'd probably be my he, he's he's definitely my third guy on Mount my Mount Rushmore. Um, you know he you know horrible tragic story with Davey Allison, but mm-hmm. he lived his dream before it happened. Yeah. Um, the sport would definitely be a lot better if we could still be watching Davey, you know, yeah. I'm still listening to Davey. Mm-hmm. I think, um, it goes without saying that was a loss to the entire NASCAR world. Oh yeah, and we just so. we just scratched the surface of what Davy Allison right. could do when we lost him. I think um, he had so many more wins and championships in the future. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, and he was, you know, you had Bobby and Donnie Allison there with him that mm-hmm. he learned from, and he eventually started beating those guys. Yeah, he you made know? his own name. Right. You know, you got dad and uncle right there, and. Uh, he he took he took to heart as as young as Davey was. I mean, I think to me, I felt like personality wise, Davey was was a he had the experience of the thirty five year olds out there on that racetrack, mm-hmm. you know. And but he was still that kid. He was still that he had that fire in him. Yeah. And he you know he was tried and true Alabama gang. Right. I loved that about him. Yeah. You know, it was a, he was an exciting young man to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame we didn't get to watch him become an old man. Right. So as far as my fourth on Mount Rushmore goes, I'm going to have to think about that one. Okay. Um, Richard Petty. Yep. Is also a given for the reasons that I said. Um, number three, I'm going to go with an old school guy. He was back in the petty time frame. I'm going to say Cale Yarborough. Um, I don't know why. I've always liked that old guy. I got his autograph. I was able to meet him one time. Actually, which is kind of a story I may share at some other time because I've got plenty of stories to share. But uh, I met Cale Yarborough and, um. There was a little get-together. It was, it was Richard Petty's final year of racing. He, uh, and he was making this uh, tour of his races, you know, at, at, during his last year. And he had Cale Yarborough, Buddy Baker, Richard Petty, Richard Childress was there. Um, there was like five or six guys that was going around with him. And, uh, so, 
I've got Dale, Richard, Kale, and my fourth guy. I didn't hold on. We had some technical difficulties. We had to stop for a minute, and uh, but I was in the middle of a story there. That uh, anyway, yeah, I had I had gotten Kale, Jar Kale Yarbrough's autograph while he was with uh, this little meet and greet thing. When he was with Buddy Baker, Richard Petty, Richard Childress. I think David Pearson was there. I mean, a lot of these older guys that were racing. And what made Kale so cool in my mind, because I was probably like 13, 14 years old when I got his autograph, right? So we were at, at Louisville Motor Speedway, which is now defunct. But um, I'm standing in line to get his autograph, and I'm next one up. You know, he's talking, he's joking with all the, all the people getting his autograph. And he was probably the most... Uh, Down to earth down-to-earth, joking with people, you know, I mean, he was just having a good time, and, uh, and at the time, the Hooters restaurants were pretty new, right, I mean, we're talking early 90s, and, um, this Hooter girls, one of this, this one Hooter girl, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or bodyguard or whatever, representative from the restaurant, I don't know what it was, but she cuts in front of me, and it's me and my dad standing there, and, um, uh, they said, hey, do you mind if I cut in line real quick to get his autograph? And I'm 13 years old, and a Hooter girl yeah, just steps up in front at. of me. She's talking to me, so I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. So so I let her cut All in line. All three of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so she cuts in line to get his autograph, and and uh, she asked him to, to uh, autograph a certain spot of her body. Yeah, you know, sign my tits. Right. I mean, we all can you sign those, these? You we know, all, she, we, she kinda, we all get their requests. Right, yeah. I, I get I them every day. Right. I don't, yeah, three times a day at least. Right. But uh, <clears throat> has but Earl he, ever asked you to do that? Earl? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except he don't just pull a shirt down. He basically pulls them out of his shirt. Okay. But uh, I respect that. Yeah, he does, and he pushes them together. It's kind of. Right, Sometimes so, it's a little awkward, but yeah. you know. So, but anyway. Sorry to interrupt your story there, but, <laughs> but no. Anyway, he and he was very he he kind of got embarrassed about it a little bit, but um, but then he come off with a quick joke or whatever, and he he signed signed this girl, uh, <laughs> and uh, she went on her way, and he he was kind of embarrassed. So when I I stepped up there to get his autograph, I said something I don't know like. We sign these. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I got his autograph, and I just just the way he handled the situation for me, I thought was pretty cool. And he he was all right for an old guy. Plus, you see him fighting at the end of the day, times oh, five hundred and seventy-eight. You know the clip you always see. Yeah, I mean, anytime somebody brings up your Mount Rushmore of of racing, you know Kelly Arbroath's one that pops he's, in my head, and he's one that was rolling around in my head as well. Yeah, so he's but in mine, and the fourth that's, one. That's what I liked about him though was he didn't care if it was. His own team or somebody else's team or driver, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> he'd fight anybody. Oh yeah, the nicest guy in the world. And he but, was not very big. No, he wasn't. But <laughs> not you know, a big guy. he'd handle himself. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. But my fourth one, and you're probably not going to agree with this, and I completely understand. And I've weighed this over, and sometimes I lose sleep over this fourth pick on my Mount Rushmore. I'm gonna have to say Jeff Gordon. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think you're gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh. I just... can't argue 92 wins in the Cup Series. You know he's got 92 wins. You know yeah. that's that's pretty. But he's only got person. what four championships compared to Jimmy's seven. 
Right, but would Jimmy have seven if it wasn't no. a different format? Right. No. Right. No. If, we, if we're looking at the old format where Richard and Dale won theirs, Jimmy right. don't have seven. And Jeff. Yeah. Some of them. You know. Yeah. So, no, I. You can't. You can't take. You can't take those away from Jeff. Right. I mean, a hell he, of a driver. Right. I mean, one of the best wheelmen ever. And he's he's a smart individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he was even practically raised in Indiana. That's yeah. how smart the guy is. Right. You know. I mean, so it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, kind of goes without saying, you know. But right. anywho. You can't take the 92 wins. And I wasn't a fan of the Rainbow Warrior. I'll no, give him all the either. respect in the world. Mm-hmm. Though. You know, my dad was a Jeff Gordon, is a Jeff Gordon fan, was at the time, you know, and yeah. and still talks about it. But, you know, when Jeff Gordon came into the sport, he added something that was missing for so long. Are you talking about sport. the mustache? No, no, okay. that was there. Okay. Tim Richmond carried that right <laughs> along with the bullet. You know, every, 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 Richard Petty's the mustache and NASCAR. That just is so, true. Just so we're straight here. Uh, and he knew it. Right. So, but what, what Jeff brought into NASCAR was he brought a good, and I'm not <clears> saying <throat> Dale Earnhardt's a bad guy by any means. I'm not saying that. I mean, he's... He's I'm sure guy. he was an asshole on the track. Well, no, Dale but, but I'm, yeah. he brought the good to the evil. He brought the right. white to the black. He brought, he brought competitiveness. He brought a versus back into NASCAR. You know, he sparked yeah. that fire again in NASCAR because before Jeff showed up, you know, Dale was, Dale was just racing he was 41 other people. Yeah, you know, but when Jeff got there. Dale was racing Jeff, and Jeff was racing Dale every week. Right, you and know? neither one of them was taking anything from the other. Right, and right. there was there was, you know, there was forty other cars on the track, but it was always Dale versus Jeff, mm-hmm. old versus young, good versus evil. You right. know, and the Rainbow Warrior against the Intimidator. You know, the man so, in black. Yeah, right. You know, it brought that. It brought that spotlight back to NASCAR. Yeah, and I, I really have a hard time. Because that's my four. But my fourth one was right there between Jeff Gordon and Cole Trickle. You know. (laughs) Is that Dick's brother? (laughs) No, I got to respect I'm sure Dick had a few brothers. (laughs) No, it's a Cole Trickle, Days of Thunder. Well, I mean, that's a a very respectable top four. Who who was your fourth? Well, I'm going to tell you in a in a roundabout way. Okay. Because <laughs> are you going to say Dick Trickle? No. Okay. No. So my fourth, just because you said in NASCAR, you didn't say driver. I was bouncing between three people. So okay, was, hold on, hold on. You here. said in NASCAR. So well, who's your NASCAR? Mount Rushmore. Well, I, I, so I think I was, I was meaning drivers, but okay, because I was bouncing <clears throat> between Chad Canales and Larry Mack. Well, I was gonna say you, you got to put Larry Mack up there, right? You know, because that of may be what a they, crew chief, Mount Rushmore. Oh, we definitely. May, we may do definitely. that. At I some mean, that's point. that's that's the guy above the four. That's on your the Mount Dale Earnhardt, Richard Petty. Those are the two given, right? Yeah. Because they contributed so much to the sport, you know, and they. I think they those two guys made their drivers even better drivers. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh you, yeah. You've I got mean, you've got you've got the other side of that. You've got some really great wheelmen that made their crew chiefs great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But those two crew chiefs were great at what they did. They put the work in, and they made they could have made any driver on that track better than what he showed up at. I'm gonna give you that, Larry McReynolds. Well, but that's still not my four. Oh, I was bouncing I between were, them okay, two. Okay, because I you were that. well, I was bouncing between them two, but then <clears throat> I thought, you know, you said NASCAR, so that's where I was like, man, Chad Knauss and Larry Mack, them two, them two earned their their spot, but we're sticking with drivers, so that's what I'm gonna do. And my fourth one, anybody that knows me pretty well can probably guess who it is. I'm gonna say Tony Stewart. Just you know, I'm a huge fan of smoke, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 the reason I'm putting Tony Stewart up there is because I've I've looked up to that guy for so long that you know he's a hometown boy mm-hmm. for one. Uh, for two, he he started, man, he started like a lot of the other greats, you know, racing really young, mm-hmm. go karts, midgets, mini sprints, sprints, late models, you know he. If it's got wheels, he's going to jump in. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, hell, I've seen the guy make a Chevy fast. You know, I mean, <laughs> fuck, how, how, how much more, how much more can you do in the sport? You know, so. <laughs> but uh, but the reason I'm saying Tony Stewart is not just because, you know, not just because of my man crush on Tony Stewart, as right. I would say, but but because. <laughs> Because what he brings to the sport is he didn't he didn't retire and walk off in the sunset. He's put his own bank account back in the sport. And I, I, I love that. I respect that. I mean that just that goes even farther than saying, Hey, this is my dream, this is what I want to do all my life. I mean he he's taking it a step further and he's putting his own his own personal money into nascar you know as being a team owner yeah and and i love that i mean that you don't see anybody that dedicated to a career ever right. you know i mean most guys do do their career in nascar they announce their their retirement season and they ride off in the sunset you might see them in the in the booth every once in a while you yeah. know like dw you know daryl walter Pete, <clears throat> he's he's a great mm-hmm. you know can't i mean some people would argue that he belongs on there, and I'm not saying he don't. But my right. personal Tony Stewart, he goes. I mean that that guy, man. He's... I, I think I think if you cut the dude, his his blood's gonna come out black and white checker. You know, it ain't gonna yeah. bleed red. You know, right? I mean, he's he's that guy. Yeah. So that'll be my four. <clears throat> okay. Davy, Richard, Dale Senior, Tony Stewart. That's a pretty respectable Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I don't think too many people, too many people can argue with those four. You know, but you know, you also get to thinking about. <laughs> but there's so many more man, that can you ain't be kidding. up there. AJ Foyt. You know, I mean. Yeah. I mean, how much? I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy could be argued. Yeah, to be I mean, up there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a. Uh, Kyle Busch. People could argue for that. Right. Mario Andretti. Not NASCAR. Mount he raced, he won he, Daytona he, 500. I know he did. But, you know, so did Justin Haley. You know? No, he didn't win a 500. He won no, the Daytona uh, race. He won the Daytona, race, the Daytona race. race. But, yeah. you know, 
it's uh i wouldn't say you know because you went into 500 you belong up there because right i mean ricky stenhouse he i mean was, anybody austin right. Cindric. right i mean it can happen <clears throat> yeah to, to anybody that's out there on that track but the career you make and the decisions you made along that career kyle bush i think absolutely you know i think you know if my kids are in are as much into nascar as i was at their age when they get to be 43 years old like myself i think that they very likely might say kyle bush belongs on their mount rushmore you know yeah because of the contributions he's made mm-hmm. but um you know i i definitely was you know Chad Canales and Larry Mack, you know, I was really tossing those guys around because... I was going to let you keep Larry Mack up there if well, you just, you know, you're thinking outside the box. Right. I didn't say just drivers, so... Well, I, I, I knew what we were sticking to, yeah. but I wanted to throw their names out there anyway because, I mean, you just don't get much better than that when it comes to being in that pit box. Yeah. And it seems like every time you see an old clip of Larry Mack, he's with a team that was at the top. You know, Dale Senior when he won the five hundred. How many how many years he was with Dale Senior? You know, I don't know four or five years, but um, he did a lot of good with Dale Senior, a guy that was already at the top of his game. You know, uh, well, like I mean, when said, Dale says, "I want Larry Mack to come with me," there's a reason for it. He ain't yeah. doing it because he he wants to give the guy a paycheck. You know, right? He's he, doing it because he respects the guy's knowledge. Wants, yeah, he wants the best around him. Right. You know, and uh, you know, Davy Allison. He was there with Davey when, when all that happened. Yeah. So I mean, you got Dale and Larry Mack. I mean, that's like Pippen and Jordan. Yeah. You know, period. You couldn't beat it. No. You couldn't do it. No. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Let's get into this. Uh, fantasy talk. Let's get into this fantasy. Unless you got any more for Coda. No, I don't. No? We'll see what happens. We'll have plenty to discuss next week. Almondinger is going to win this. Who's your pick? Who's your pick? Let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, well, first. I mean, we're talking about yeah, we're getting ready to get into the standings, so we're going into this. So I got to refill my my cold beverage. So I'm going to be honest with everybody that listens to this. Oh boy, this so <laughs> this could get good. <laughs> I I was torn, and my luck hasn't been the greatest. I mean, I feel like with this Not past yet. week. Right. I got Eric Jones with Ace. He I mean, did. I didn't yeah. get a win out of him at Darlington like Peckerhead <laughs> Hunter did, but I'll take an eighth place with Eric Jones. So, so what I did was, you know, my uh, my better half. She she's not a huge NASCAR fan. She's not even a casual casual NASCAR fan. She she does enjoy to go to races with me because she says, well, I, I don't really like it, but I love how much it excites you. <laughs> all right now we're talking i can say quite a few things to that yeah, oh yeah and i have but i can't say them on the air right so right. so <laughs> so what i did was i had i had three three car numbers i was kind of going between and i told her sitting on we sitting there on the couch the other night, i said i'm going to tell you three numbers i said i want you to just give me one of them back and and I told her I said uh, 45, 24. I don't remember. I think the last one was 16, Almondinger. So I said 45, 24, 16. 
and which is Reddick, Byron, and, and the, the dinger. dinger. Yeah. And she said, 24. I said, 10-4, mama. Yeah, there so you go. I, you might, you might pick. pick a winner. I sent the pick. You know, and Byron, Byron's not a bad road course driver. He's, no, he's, he's not. obviously had a strong car this season. Yeah. You know, even when he, I mean, I think he'd be strong when he's using the right parts. You know, I mean, he is in a Chevy, so he's well. He's I mean, he's usually going to be. Is he using the, the right hood livers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's for NASCAR to decide. I guess. <laughs> so and I, so I kind of went out on a limb there, right? You know, because I know he's going to be without his crew chief. Yeah, but I wanted to see how well he did at Atlanta without a crew chief before I used him. I wasn't pretty good. I wasn't totally disappointed with how they did. And they've always got that guy right there on the back. Oh, yeah. He's on, he's on a Zoom call. Right. So so I went with William Byron because I've been pretty impressed with him over the road courses. Obviously, I'm impressed with Tyler Reddick on a road course. I mean, he's there's been two races there, and he's finished fifth and ninth. I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean that's not a bad deal at all. No. So, so we'll see what happens. You know, okay. I, I'm rolling the dice. It's early in the season. Let's gamble, baby. Now's the time to do Let's it. Let's gamble. <clears throat> I, mean, you know? I know you're a betting guy. Yep. You know I'm a betting guy. That's why I went with Corey freaking LaJoy. I just got to remind everybody that I picked Corey LaJoy last week. <laughs> and, got uh, and he's a good friend of the show, so yeah. he knows I picked him. And he knew he, he knew he had to do good. I had my money on him, and he did. He he's came through for me. So I just to think he's your LaJoy toy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to make sure that Scotty, our HR department, knows that uh, I picked Corey LaJoy and uh, did you hear that, and, Scott? Did, and did well with him. huh? I said, did you hear that, Scott? That's right. Chad took Corey LaJoy last oh, week. Scott knows all about it. All about and it. Scott took the favorite, didn't he? Got a 13? Uh, Scott took Chastain last week and got a 13, yes. And that dropped him out of the lead. And, of course, you know who? Biff Tannen there got, got uh, the best pick of the day. Nobody picked a winner. Nobody picked Joey Logano. But Hunter... I'll tell you, he picked, he did pick Kozlowski, and he was, I mean, right behind Logano, he was dominant that day. Yeah, you know, how does he know this every week, man? He's got, you know what? And he, he, I text him. What's I, his secret? I text him right. I mean, just as they cross the finish line, I said, "Wow, that's what all the text said." He said, "What? What? He wasn't even watching." He said, "What?" He said, "I'm watching basketball." What? <laughs> I'm he's not a Kentucky gonna, fan, ain't he? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No, he's a U of L fan. Oh, that's right. You told me last week. I'm not going to tell you. Well, what then he I didn't said. have no basketball to watch. Right. Well, you got. You got. Come on, Hunter. You, he, he had other things invested into the sport at the time. Oh, okay. So okay. that's still no reason. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he. Yeah, the, you, you just don't do that. Sundays are for racing. Sundays are for NASCAR. I mean, but. <laughs> so he caught the replay like immediately behind that because when he when he was flipping back and forth he saw Keselowski was winning yeah but he didn't know they went down to a green white checker or I'm, I'm sorry he didn't know they went down to uh, you know that the Penske boys and the Toyotas were right behind him when they restarted yeah he you didn't know? know the situation right yeah so I'm sorry but it, it doesn't matter what if you see three team members from any team in NASCAR behind you when you're in first, you don't want to be in first. No. With mm. one, two laps to go. Especially not on a super speedway. I'll take I'll take fourth. Yeah. Over first when there's 
two to go. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to show you this picture that I seen online this week. Speaking of Hunter and his Kozlowski pick, <clears throat> somebody took a picture of these cars crossing the finish line. And it was a photo finish for second place, right? As it was for probably most of the positions because they were double yeah most double file was, it was yeah, two up. trains of racing but the picture i'm going to show you you tell me what you see who finished second if this is a legit now this is just a picture off the internet i'm going to go ahead and tell you that are you saying that everything on the internet <clears throat> internet's not true Every, i've always right took now? it as it's the gospel if it's on the internet it's got to be true right you gonna tell me there's That's, no santa claus now i can't tell you that <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to show you this picture. I don't know if you've seen this picture or not, but I've seen it just a couple of days ago. Actually, my wife is the one that found it, and I told her to send it to me because I wanted to show you to see your thoughts on this. Now, if this is a legit at the checkered flag, these two cars crossing the finish line, um, I want you to tell me who does it look like to you finished second. Okay. Now, this is Christopher Bell is on the outside by the wall. And you've got Brad Kozlowski on the inside as they're crossing the line. Well, the picture speaks volumes. I mean, it that's does, not that's it? not just a, that's not just a hair. No, you know, that's like a foot. Yeah, that but looks the, like Christopher Bell got second place. Right. To me, if this is at if this was the final lap. That's what I'm saying. If, if that was the checker flag lap, now we don't see the flag, we don't see the flagman. All we can see is the two cars crossing the line. I mean, it very well could be because Corey, Corey LaJoy's right there behind them. Yeah, I mean, you got Reddick and LaJoy right there behind them. Yeah. LaJoy's on the inside. So That, to me, tells me Christopher Bell got second. Keselowski got third. Yeah. As you know, we go by official race results. Right, so, well, right, right. I'm just I mean, saying that, yeah, hey, that's, that's a, it looks to me like they, maybe they, NASCAR got one wrong. Yeah, they might have messed up. They might have, uh, and I hate to say it, but maybe Joe Gibbs needs a little bit more money because of a second-place finish over a third place. And I hate to say that because I'm not, not a Joe Gibbs fan, you know. But I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that picture. I didn't know if you've seen that or not. No, I haven't seen that. But back to these standings, you got Biff Tannen now leading the way. Yeah, Hunter. He's, be he's beating Scotty by two points right now. <clears throat> Which Scott did a pretty good job of getting a nine-point lead. Yeah. I mean, Scott's got to finish third place, and he's only he's only down by two now. But I, I do want to give a shout-out to a couple people here. First off, I'm going to give a shout-out to that Chad guy because he finished, he picked Corey freaking LaJoy. I'm just going to yep. tell everybody that. I don't know if I've covered that yet or not, but... I'm going to cover it again. Little D needs to hear that down there. Hey, I want to give you a fist bump over that one. Uh, that was a pretty good you, pick, you wasn't it? That. I you knew know. I was going to look like a hero or a zero. That's why I had to call Corey because, you know, we talk all the time. So Right. He said he was going to do good. He did. And little D down there back in 16th place, I'm trying to show him what the the real guys know how to do. Get to the front. Cream always rises to the top. Yeah, you know, wise man once said that. Wise man did once tell me that. He, he, he also told uh, Mean Gene. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it always rises to the top, y'all. Yeah. Yep. I didn't Snapped recall that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Chad picked Corey freaking LaJoy, so he jumped up 10 spots. 10 spots. I've never jumped 10 spots in my I'll life. Tell you, you know who else jumped 10, 10 spots? Eric Jones. Eric Jones on did. On the last. He did. On the last I think he jumped more than 10. On the last half a lap. 
he did pretty freaking good. <laughs> that really surprised me. Um, so I'll give props to Justin for picking that one. Who knew that? Um, which that raised you four four spots. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, oh, Brian. Brian was pretty impressive with his decision. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but I it, think it, he it, I it think he it. picked Bell, did he not? I, I, yeah, that sounds Which, right. Right there, if that picture, if if that's right, should have jumped him up. 12, he should have jumped him up another spot. But reason I'm giving Brian props, I mean, I'm not a. I like Christopher Bell, but yeah, yeah. Look, I like thinking outside the box for one, mm-hmm. and that brings me to another point after I talk about this. But I'm I mentioned Brian. The pat on the back <clears throat> goes to him for jumping up eleven spots. Mm-hmm. Now. Don't give him too many props. No, no his well, his head gets freaking huge. Well, you know, I'm I'm just giving him one pat on the back right now. Now, <laughs> he does deserve that. You know, he he told me one time he was gonna uh, talk to his cousin about this Stuart Hall shirt. You know, yeah, I'm still waiting to hear more about that. Okay, uh, but I mean, that Brian's got he that boy. Some of the conversations him and I've had, I'm pretty impressed with that. He, I, I would like, say I don't know the conversations that you and him have had, but I know Brian. I can't talk I work about all Brian, of them, right? I, I can know. understand that. <laughs> I can very much understand that, but uh, I would have to say if they're NASCAR related, um, I would, I would be very willing to say that they are true. I have no doubt they're true. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a good judge of character, and I think Brian, he, he sounds like a guy. And not only that, he's sending me pictures. Yeah. You know? I and mean, Brian's a good guy. Right. So he he's one of them guys that, that I need to actually meet and sit down and get to know him a little bit better. I'd so, love to have him in here on this podcast at some point. Think he'd do it? Think you can talk him into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would take much now, convincing. Now, now, does <laughs> work him as hard as they work Earl? Because Earl was supposed to be here one time, and he just couldn't make it because they worked his ass too hard. You know? I mean... Well, Earl's old. Now, I Earl used, is an old guy. I used to work at <laughs> Now, this is 25 years ago, probably. And I <laughs> saw so I was young, man. I was... I yeah, don't know. you I were was, 20-something, wasn't you? No, I was probably 18, 19. Yeah, Hell, I don't true. remember, but... It's a long time I, ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wasn't a big fan of the job myself. I'm still not. And uh, I think I... Well, I ain't going to get into that story. So... <laughs> <laughs> but... But, uh, yeah, Ur- Earl, I remember you saying he was supposed to be here one one week. And, yeah, last week he was and, supposed to be and, here. He, and you he told me... He worked he, too hard. I came, I came in and you just had this this look on your face like something was wrong and you said man they just earl can't make it man they they worked him too hard today yeah i was looking forward to it right it weighed me down really when he told me that he couldn't make it because they worked him too hard right i said man that ain't right just ain't right no but props to him for giving it his all he did yeah i mean i'm sure he gave every bit of 60 percent really that's oh yeah that's that's a good day for earl 60 percent 60 percent yeah well, hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, at least we all know our limits, right? Right. And 60% for Earl, that's his limit. Obviously, look at them standings. He's, what, 22nd out of 26th? Yep. Who'd he pick? <clears throat> Did 
Did he pick Byron? Who, Earl? Earl, last week at Atlanta. Let me see. Hold on. I got these things in front of me. I got to... Oh, no, he picked Suarez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he was. I remember he was mad, boy. He was mad as hell. Because Almirola. Well, I mean, that wasn't Almirola's fault. You know, it ain't like... Uh, he did stay out on, like, tires that were 50 laps old. So? He should have handled the car better. <laughs> he is in a Ford, remember. Let's keep in mind he's in a Ford. It went straight to the wall. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, Bounced it went off the quick. wall and hit the shelf. <laughs> It went quick. Like, that's probably the fastest he'd went all day from the that's time true. that tire blew to the wall. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you got sometimes, you know, to get it, you know, he knew he didn't have the strongest car that day. Sometimes you got to make those decisions, stay that's out true. there, and hope for a caution. You I know? thought that was interesting when, when, uh, I was watching it on TV, and then, of course, Tony Stewart's up in the booth, so he's doing the commentating. Yeah. And they said Almirola's the only one that stayed out, and his laps, are, his tires are 50 laps older than the other guys, and he's like, Hold on to it, bud. Yeah, that's his money. That's his, yeah, that's his money. <laughs> but, you know, when, when you're not the strongest car on the track, you, you've you got to do something outside the box to win. you got to roll the you dice. you got to take that chance. Yeah. Stewart, Stewart's been there before. Oh, yeah. He, I'm sure he didn't beat the shit out of him or nothing when the race was over. No. I mean, it wasn't Amarillo's call. Right. So. <clears throat> But you know, I just I just thought that was funny, so just I, the way he was like, "Hold on to it, but so <laughs> please." Back to the back to that, Brian, pat on the back from from Justin here, up eleven Should've spots. Got second. Yeah. So, some somebody, I tell you what, she is having the worst look. Lou, uh, yeah, my mom, yeah, my mother. Mom's having a bad time. And so far. I tell you what, there ain't. Any loving son hates to see their mama going through a hard time, and with this NASCAR fantasy league, she is right now. I'm telling She's, you, she could. She. I was writing up this board, and I was talking to my wife at the time, and I said, "Man, Lou's having a rough season so far. She is having a bad time." But last year, she was kind of all over the place. She always picks a good Daytona 500 finisher, so she always starts towards the top, from what I've seen in the past couple of years. And then she kind of gets shuffled around a little bit. Up, down, up, down, up, down. <clears throat> and last year, I remember her being towards the bottom. Then she was towards the top. And then she was towards the middle. It's like she was all over the place. But, right. but this, it don't matter. It's like she could... I'm going to... I mean, she she just she could pick the favorite every week. And it mm -hmm. seems like the, something shitty happens to him. You know, I mean, it's it's just bad luck. Yeah, she picked Busher last week. Yeah, she did. I remember because I thought about picking Busher or Keselowski, just that RFK um, team had been doing pretty good, so I had thought about picking Busher. But she's, yeah, she's having a rough time right now. But that's mom. Yeah. She bounces back from everything. She's she, she raised us five. I mean, she's been through yeah, worse. She has been through a lot worse than this NASCAR season, that's for sure. I mean, I wasn't too bad, but you know, the other nah, four know, put it you on. You know, Scotty gave her a hard time. The other four no, put it I don't on think Scotty on. gave her a hard time. Scotty's her favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta go. The other same. ones, the other, the other two. You know who I'm talking about? They gave her a hard time. But um, so I'm, I'm I'm gonna throw this out here. This, okay, this ain't getting. We're recording this on Wednesday night, but right. it's not going to be posted till Thursday after seven p.m. Correct? Yes. Right. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to throw something at you. Mm -hmm. 
This guy already turned in his pick. Okay. Tony. Okay. Tony sends me a pick while ago. And Tony's in third spot. <clears throat> Tell me what you think of his pick. He took the nine car. He well. took the nine car, and <laughs> and I, I texted him immediately back and said, you know, Barry is still in that car, right? He said, yeah. He said, and Barry does, does have a pretty good record on road courses. Josh, Barry is not going to be in that car this week. Is he not? No. That's going to be, um, it's uh, Taylor, Jordan Taylor. Really? Jordan Taylor is going to fill in for the road courses while Josh Berry does the, air quotes here, normal tracks. Okay. So it's not going to be Josh Berry. Well, when I I texted him, I said, you know, Berry's going to be in that car still. Chase ain't back yet. He said, yeah, I know. His record ain't that bad on the road courses. Now, here's what I'm going to say is I, I, I like, and I told him this. I can show you the text. I told him, I said, well, I appreciate your, your, uh, how do I say it? I appreciate your risk. Yeah. You know, because I do. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's the kind of things that make the league interesting. Yeah. Well, but, you told me that when I told you I was picking Corey LaJoy. Right. Yeah. So, Just so don't but here, here's again. my thing. It's not so much about when I think of that situation, I don't think about taking Josh Berry. I think of middle later season. Mm-hmm. I'm losing a Chase Elliott pick. Right. You know, that's how I see it. That's exactly how I would look at that. Right. As soon as you tell me that. It's like that nine car is... That nine car is a good car. They, yes. And they're going to know... That team is going to know how to set it up. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between Chase Elliott driving that car yeah. and 37 other drivers Yes, that race those cars. <clears throat> and that, that car becomes an extension of you. You know, when you're when you're doing normal everyday things, you know, you reach your hand out to grab uh, a can so you can take a drink out of it. You well, know, they that, should that make that becomes second make, second nature, and right. that's how that car is with Chase Elliott. It's right. second nature. That's they should make snowboards good. like that. They that should are extension of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a but, kind of little but, dark humor there. But, but what I'm getting at is that car is not going to be at this point with one race. That car is not going to be an extension. Of, uh, what's his name, Justin, Justin Taylor? That may be wrong. I don't remember what his name Jordan Taylor. Jordan. I'm sorry, Jordan Taylor. That car is not going to be an extension of him yet. So he's learning that car, whereas Chase or even um, Josh Berry at this point. If this was Hendrick's plan, he may have been out there last couple of weeks learning that car. Could have been. You know, right Could've there at Coda too. But he is a road course ringer. That's why he's in that car. He's a ringer, but he's still not the dinger. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's me. Right. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> no, but uh, my pick, I am going with, I'm going with the dinger. I'm always going with the dinger at Coda. I'm going to tell you right now, my pick for next year for Coda is going to be the dinger. I'm always going to pick dinger at Coda. Well, and, and I get that. You know, because he was one of my three, like I told you. I told I told Lisa, you know, hey, mm-hmm. give me one of these three numbers. Yeah. She didn't even know I was picking an NASCAR car. You know what right. I'm saying? I just said 45, 24, 16. You know, not like I'm, that ain't some girl's right. dimensions <laughs> I'm looking at on the line, on the phone here, you know. But, uh, 
but you know, it's a, uh, he was one of my, one of my top, one of my three that I was contemplating because he is so good there. Mm-hmm. And, but the reason I couldn't decide was I, I, I can count on Dinger to give me a good finish, I think. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless Chastain dumps him on the last turn. <laughs> but yeah. on the other side of it, I'm looking at this from a fantasy league standpoint, not a, you know, not as a fan of the sport, but as right. a fantasy league standpoint. So how, there's 26 people in our league, so I'm going against 25 others. How many people are going to take Danger in this? And I feel like there's going to be quite a few. Probably quite a few. You know, so I can't move up if I take the same right. driver's the majority of my field. Right. You know, so I, I was trying to, I was hoping she would say 45 or 24. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with, she gave me the 24. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And, and, but yeah, you took a solid pick. I mean, you're in a good spot. You're in ninth place out of 26 of us. Thanks to Corey freaking LaJoy. Right. I jumped. Is that who you took? <laughs> That's week? who I took last week uh, what? at Atlanta. Yeah. Thanks for the in reminder. Case, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling everybody because nobody else had the balls I mean, to do that. Uh, I think. I mean, you went, didn't you go? Didn't you go uh, Monday and get a number seven tattoo on your arm? I did. You know? I got one on my left butt cheek too. Hell yeah! yeah. Now, don't bend over. It's gonna say number seventy. <laughs> as long as <laughs> then everybody gonna be like, who, who you vote for? You know. As long as I don't for? sit on it too much and get it smudged, <laughs> and it looks like a seventy-seven for Ty Dillon. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, I, I mean, mean, you're in ninth. You're in a good spot to take somebody like the rest of the field might choose. Right, because I'm know? playing defense right, right now. Exactly. Right now. You're not in a bad spot. Yeah. Me, I'm I'm down in uh, 18th. So, you know, I'm trying to play offense down here. I've right. got to think outside the box. i got to think of a, a strong driver. I know, I know. Byron has had a strong car lately, you know, but, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, he's not a, he's not, you know, I'm going to say he's probably in the top 12 road course drivers out there on the track. Right. So hopefully he can just do a little something extra for me. I think Bowman's going to be a pretty good pick for Coda. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's picked him, but. Uh... Bo- Bowman to me, and he, he did finish in the top five in one of them races, one of the two Coda races. I can't remember which well, one. Well, last year he, he was also a victim of the Ross Chastain bump and run. Right, but Bowman kind of seems like that driver that, and I mean, he wouldn't be in this spot if he wasn't a good driver, you know? Right. So this is nothing towards his driving ability, but he seems like one of them drivers that just gets beat on, gets banged on a little bit here and there, and... He just takes it, you know. So I knew a girl like that in high school. Right. Right. <laughs> Is her name Alex too? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I think I think for me Bowman is pretty underrated and <clears throat> and for myself it's just because I don't Fantasy league reasons I don't like to pick him or Byron just because they've always screwed me. You know, it's it, we could be going into a race at a track that they're normally really good at, and I'll pick them thinking all I'm looking for is a top ten out of you. You know, it's all I'm looking for is a top ten out of Bowman or Byron. <clears throat> and then something happens and they finish twenty eighth every single time. So I've always 
I always try to stay away from the 48 or the 24 car, but um, I don't know. I've also had the I've also had the uh, mindset of just going ahead and picking them and getting them out of the way while Byron's on a hot streak. You know. Yeah, but, it's uh, always a you know, and Al Morello is that guy for me. Before Clint Boyer retired, I'm I'm, a, I'm such a huge Clint Boyer fan. I just I love I that love guy. that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love his attitude. I love his driving style. There ain't nothing about the guy I don't like. Right. But he was man. He he just no matter when I picked him, something happened. I almost didn't pick him at times because I wanted him to have a good race. You know, yeah. I think the last time I took him was when they were at Watkins Glen or Sonoma. I know it was one of the two. And I took him because, you know, here I am like, Clint Boyer, man, he's a he's a pretty good NASCAR driver. Not a lot of people will take him. I'm going to go with him. I rode with him, and I'm not even playing. It was, I think, the third lap of the race. He had an electrical fire. A wiring harness caught on fire. He's going around the, he's going around the damn track, smoke rolling out of it. He ends up pulling over in the grass because his car literally has got flames shooting out of it now. Right. He was out of the race because his car burnt. He should I mean, have kept driving it. Well, I mean, fire, what's that going to do? Really? Right. I mean, you know, they got fire seats on. Exactly. But, you know, they don't get paid that good. Yeah. Come so, on, boy. You're man up, you know. Sometimes right. you got to go a little above and beyond. So, you know, it's one of them things that, you know, he was he was like that for me. You yeah. Know? Love the guy. Big fan of the guy. But it just, whenever I picked him, it just bad shit happened. Yeah. You know. And that's... Yeah, for me, Bowman and Byron, they're just so, I don't know, I kind of look at them as one and the same. They're almost the same person to me, because they're just, in my mind, they're just middle of the road, they're vanilla, yeah, whatever, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, I don't know, so, but it seems like every time so far that I've never had one good result with those picks, so I don't know when I'm going to break them out. But now that I'm at the, t- I'm moving towards the top of the leaderboard. I'm scared to take them. I almost took Byron at uh, at Atlanta. Thank God I didn't. Right, you got thirty second. I went with Corey freaking LaJoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Just in case uh, Scott forgets who I took last week, it was Corey freaking LaJoy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that enough. Usually I I make picks like that and I. I bomb pretty bad, you know. Yeah, you put my balls on the table and they yeah. get squashed every time. But Lejoy, Lejoy had your back this week. He did. You know, I appreciate I mean, him. You know, there's, the, I mean, what, you know, what's he do? He calls in here probably twice a week, at least. And we're always bailing him out. <clears throat> yeah. You know, with something. Yeah. So it was nice for him to return the favor to you this week, Chad. I I do appreciate him for that. Um, Jess is still climbing the board. She's up four spots from last week. And you know the funny thing about that, and I don't know if I've covered this before in some of our last shows, but we don't know what we pick. I will not tell her my pick before Thursday at 7. Will not do it. And I think a lot of times she wants to know who I'm picking just so we don't pick the same person because she don't want it to look like we've talked about it and we're going with the same person. But I still, if we do pick the same person, it's not because we talked about it, it's just... It's just uh, happenstance. Well, I mean, that, that takes some willpower, too, because, I mean, you and Jess, you guys are together every day, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm sure that's topic 
she conversation was, comes up once a day, probably up yeah. till Thursday, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe more than once a day. It so, was, uh-huh. you know, it'd be hard to keep that, keep that from each other, but and, and you guys are good sports. You guys, you guys have that kind of marriage, you know, you, it's fun. Yeah. It's exciting, but yeah. it's, it's a, well, she had a pretty good time when I was down in like 20th place and she was up in ninth or whatever she was. She would, she didn't have a hard time laughing at me and, and letting me know that I sucked. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that kind of relationship where it's okay. That's good. But, uh, and, and I don't know if she's going to take it as well when I pass her and that's going to happen probably this week because <clears throat> unless she's on the other side of the wall listening to us, she still don't know that I've taken the dinger. Right. And she's not going to know it. See if, if, well, I mean. No, go ahead. No, it's all right. <laughs> you afraid she's listening? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I was just going to say, if I could talk, if I could talk my old lady into getting into this NASCAR league, you got, she, it, that'd drive her nuts if I didn't tell her who I took. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I'll tell, I, you, I'll tell you how I'd play that, is I'd be like, well, I wrote my car number pick right between my wiener and my nut. So, if you really want to know, go find, <laughs> go find out. It's like know? that hidden treasure. <laughs> and we, we see if we get the best of her or not. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, we'll see how bad she wants to know. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right there in the middle. You know, it's uh, you got me laughing by spilling my drink. <laughs> I tell you what, by the. By the end of week four, I'd look like a real NASCAR fan with all the numbers. Right? <laughs> you would. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, it's a, it's 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 been a pretty interesting league so far. We got what four people tied for the nine spot, including you, Chad. And yeah. You got you, Joe, Mo Fat, Mo Fat, and Brian. And Brian, Brian went up eleven. You went up ten. Yeah. You know, I mean. That, that, there's two standouts right there in those nine. I mean, Mofat he he had a good week last week. But. Yeah, he did have he he picked the winner last week. Yep. <clears throat> I got a star right there by Hunter because he picked the the best finisher yep. this week. So I hate to I hate to say that just because Hunter drives me nuts. I don't know the guy. He's a U of L fan, so he's got to be a good guy. But uh, he just seems to stay at the top of this list. He was I gave all Scott, season last year. I gave Scotty a hard time about it today. I said, "Man, you gotta, you gotta get past that guy back up. Man, you can't let that happen." Yeah, he's Scott's already turned his pick in. Has he? Yeah, he turned his pick in pretty quick. And you know, I can't remember. Honestly, oh, he did. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we will tell each other. Yeah. But it's. I don't remember who. It's he like took. dancing on landmines. Yeah. When we're talking to each other, because he's afraid. He ain't going to give you too much. No, he ain't going to give me nothing. He ain't going to give me nothing. I'm always in trouble with the HR department. But uh, I'm always afraid he's going to change his pick after I tell him who I picked. And he's, I'm, I think he's afraid that I'm going to change mine after I know what his pick is. So <clears throat> so we're always very leery of telling each other. But he did tell me who he picked this week. So I do know his pick. And he's got a pretty good pick. Who I did think. he go with? Oh. I think he went with Bell. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He did send yeah. that to me. That's that's what I told him. I said that's a pretty good pick. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he can't count that guy out. <clears throat> no. I heard. I mean, he. I heard some people even said said he beat Keselowski last week. <laughs> well, yeah, I. I 
I think but he did. I think he did. I don't know what happened. I mean, by that picture we talked about a while ago, he did beat him. Yeah. If that's the final, if, if that's the final if that's lap, the checkered flag, and lap. nothing was done to it, and so on and so forth. But, but I'll I'll tell you this. I mean, Kozlowski, he had a great day. He did. I thought he was going to win it because right. he was holding them off for a while. Right. I mean, he. But you you can sit there and listen to his spotter. You know, his spotter is putting him right on it. You yeah, know, he's got the best spotter in the game. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, well, I was also going to tell Earl, Earl, if you're listening, and I think you might be, you need to listen to Sonya, because she's going to steer you in the right direction. You need to quit taking these picks on your own. You need to listen to your wife. You would probably be at the top now if you did that. I see a lot of messages back and forth about Earl does or doesn't listen to his wife. Yeah, now, I haven't met Earl. Definitely not met his wife. But I'm gonna I tell you right you, now. You and Brian both tell me. You know, <laughs> Earl's see, crazy see, as hell. I see it in the messages. <laughs> you know that that you all saying that he needs to listen to his wife more. And I think maybe even Jason A. Yeah, might be might chime in there every once in a while as well, talking about Earl listening to his wife. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jason A. is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, I know he's a Logano fan. Right, right. I mean, he, that's a <laughs> you don't even driver. have to say anything. I can, <laughs> I can see it on the look on your face. Yeah, that's a Ford driver, so props there. But. Well, that's that's part of the problem. It's a Ford, it's, uh, but you know. <clears throat> but Jason, hey, he's holding pretty strong at fourteenth. You know. Yeah. He didn't move up or down last week, so that's a solid week. He's I the think only driver didn't move. Yeah. Only, only league player. Only, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can call him a driver if you want to. Yeah. a league driver yeah, yeah we can do that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but 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 then again we can't because I mean if all 26 of these people are drivers Justin would be in number one spot you know what I'm saying well I don't know about that <laughs> we, I mean we, we, me and you might have a little shake and bake there at the top but right <laughs> nothing wrong with silver slingshot engage yep but uh I don't know the goal right now is to get Hunter out of the top spot and Scott we're relying on you right now because you're the closest you one there. You got the best chance. You got the best chance. Wait till the cavalry gets up there. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll though. The you way out. Hunter plays, I mean, Hunter could take Dick Trickle this week, and somehow Dick Trickle's going to get Dick put in the Tri- car and win. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It's like I, I'm picturing Hunter, when he makes his pick, he's just putting numbers in a hat, and he's drawing one out, and it seems to work for him. How long can that continue? We need to steal that pink U of L hat from him that he wears all the time. I can and, see that. I yeah. can see that. Sweet Jesus. All right. Well. Well. We're gonna have to wrap this up. Yep. So. Been a good show. Um, next week, listen in. We got Richmond coming up after Coda. We're gonna be discussing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be discussing the the fallout or the success of CODA. Yeah, so, yeah. If CODA is anything like it was last year, we were going to have we are going to have a lot to talk about. So, um, as always, thank you for taking time to click on our show, give it a listen. Be sure to follow us so you can get reminders on the next show when they come out. And until next week, thank you. I hope you have a good week at the races. We're out in your face. <laughs>